You talking to me? One big one and two little ones this week. <laughs> Movies, that is. Welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And if you haven't guessed, the one big one this week is Sully. No one warned us. No one said you were going to lose both engines at a lower altitude than any jet in history. This was dual engine loss at 2,800 feet, followed by an immediate water landing with 155 souls on board. No one has ever trained for an incident like that. Our job is to investigate how a plane ended up in the Hudson River. On the Hudson. It's not a crash, it was a forced water landing. Simulation showed that you could make it back to the airport. Not possible. Over 40 years in the air, but in the end, I'm gonna be judged on 208 seconds. Anytime Tom Hanks puts out a movie, there's just reason to pay attention. Yeah, and you've probably seen the internet memes <laughs> going around after this one that, that you don't want to travel with Tom Hanks. No. <laughs> just I, like You know what? I'd chance it. I would. Oh, yeah. Because first of all, he seems like he knows what he's doing when things go wrong. Plus, he just seems like a good dude. He does. He does. We've seen him rescue the NASA rocket ship, of course, in Apollo 13. Then he had the problem with the plane and Castaway, and then he rescued the cargo ship just about three years ago in um, Captain Phillips. And now he's back at the helm of a crippled jumbo jet. He's playing Captain Sullenberger, who you may remember from 2009, The Miracle on the Hudson. Absolutely. Had to do the water landing right there on the Hudson River. Incredible. It's an incredible story. It is. You knew right from the get-go it was going to be made into a movie. And uh, there was probably Clint Eastwood's name on the director's chair before the <laughs> captain even finished his memoir, which this movie is based on. And it's it's really, so you've got the two icons, you've got one behind the camera, you've got one in front of the camera, and they really they really do it proud. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible story. And Eastwood, he, he builds the tension very slowly and in a very nicely understated way, so that the movie, of course, is framed, it's anchored around this water landing, uh, but everything else, he makes sure everything else is understated. So when it comes time to show the actual tragedy, and he shows it, interestingly enough, from different perspectives, not quite full Rashomon style, but almost getting in that neighborhood mm -hmm. where you see different takes on it, different viewpoints. But when he finally gets around to showing it, it is it is breathtaking, and it's it's worth the extra dough if you have a theater that shows it in IMAX. Yes, it's where we got to see it in IMAX, and it is worth it just for those segments alone. But yeah, Tom Hanks is is incredible. He has reached that very lofty perch where he's such a national treasure that uh, I remember the reaction three years ago to his performance in Captain Phillips. Right. It was so startling. It, it just shook you out of your thoughts about him being a good dude yeah. and saying, my Lord, is he talented. Yeah, you know, absolutely. He's won two Oscars, and he just kind of got lulled into this, oh, it's national treasure, Tom Hanks. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, there's a reason, because he is darn, darn good. And uh, he's not quite up to that you know that level where that that one of those final scenes the the shock scene if you've seen captain phillips you know what i'm talking about will just chill you to your bones it's, it's so good uh but he's he finds a way to make this person it's a similar role and of course it's a real person and he really fleshes out different layers in this especially when you go back and forth between seeing captain sullenberger's uh reaction to being 
suddenly famous. And, you know, and we look at famous people all the time, but then you seldom stop and think about just the stifling effects of fame. Sure. Especially to someone like this who's just going about his business, and all of a sudden everybody wants a piece of him. Everybody wants a part of him. On one hand, he's viewed as a hero, and then you see his self-doubt about is he you know does he deserve that adulation and it's going on the same time when behind the scenes he's being investigated by the the national safety board as to whether he did the right thing uh to to uh, down this plane in the water because their computer simulations are showing that he could have made it back to one of two airports without having to go in the water and he maintains no he knows his four years of experience told him this was the right thing to do so you have a little bit of tension there to trying to clear his name so to speak and you've got the quiet determination of that and and also just the overall feeling that here's a guy who just went about his business in a professional modest manner wanted to do the right thing, was committed to doing the right thing, and then when it happened, he was also committed toward, uh, c- committed to giving other people their due as far as the credit goes. It wasn't just him. There was a crew involved. Then there were first responders on the scene. They were incredibly important in saving everybody. And if you do remember, he every last person uh, on board, crew and passengers, were saved. So it's, it's an amazing story and really well told and uh, just one that, for, for a tragedy... It's about as a feel-good of a story as a tragedy can be. Sure. And it's it's really told in, in that way, uh, an inspiring way. And just a, at its very core, just kind of a salute to not only these people, but everybody that goes about their lives and their jobs in this manner. You know, professional, do the right thing, uh, pay attention to, to the detail, be modest, and just be, as you say, with Tom Hanks, a good dude. Right. And that's kind of what's at the core of this movie, although it's, it's wrapped inside an, an incredible tale that is often breathtakingly told. And it's not just Hanks. There's a great supporting cast, Aaron Eckhart and his incredible mustache, <laughs> uh, play his co-pilot. And you've got Laura Linney, who, you know, she, she's got the role of his wife, and they, they never really interact. They only have scenes together on the phone. And so you might say, okay, that's that thankless role of the supportive helpmate. But they find a way to make it a little bit more than that. Not a whole lot more because it's tough, you know, because the the real, I assume that the real events unfolded that way. He wasn't able to be, he had to check in with her on the phone. So uh, they still find a way, and Laura Linney's so good anyway. Always. She's always great. But they find a way to make that just a little bit more than that cliched cliched character of the uh, supportive wife and then they also give little glimpses about what led some of the passengers to get on the plane that day some of these happenstance things that that put people uh fate put people together and it's just it's it's really well done there it's not entirely there are some scenes that aren't quite entirely subtle uh and some lines that might get a little bit overly you know pushy over a little cheesy but uh, that's that's nitpicking a film that uh, overall does a very very fine job in, in depicting this really incredible incident, and that is Sully definitely a recommendation, probably the biggest recommendation for this week because uh, we've also got a couple of movies that have limited release, might be in your area, maybe not, and the first one is a bit of a horror movie called The Disappointments Room. And it was a disappointment, to be honest with you. <laughs> Truth in advertising. Yeah, that's right. Kate Beckinsale stars as a woman 
who, with her husband and young son, move from Brooklyn to a big, sprawling mansion that needs a lot of work. It's hugely isolated. Wait and a minute. It, right, doesn't this sound like literally every ghost story movie that's ever been made ever? And that's kind of what's fascinating about this movie is they do not attempt to break new ground in any scene. I bet that house has quite a history. It does. What? You're correct. And do you know how we found this out? Because there's a helpful woman in the small, tiny downtown who just happens to have files and files on the old Blackmore mansion that what she can are just the lead odds? To. Oh, black and white photos. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> And that's- Are they all neatly filed? <laughs> <laughs> I have it right here. Haunted house file. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, uh, it's just, I mean, it's just aggravatingly cliched. And, you know, what makes me sad is that Beckinsale was so good earlier this year in Love and Friendship. She really was. Probably the best, maybe, that I've ever seen her. She was great. With just this wicked sense of humor. And she carried a film that was great beginning to end and had and the- a really wonderful supporting cast. Yeah, and the writing helps. Oh, yes, it does. And you know, it's funny, Wentworth Miller co-wrote this film, and he also wrote the film Stoker, which uh, you probably haven't seen. It's a great movie, and what it is, Stoker, is a very interesting turn on the idea of a serial killer film. And and so it's so disappointing that his next screenplay has zero interesting turns. And if that name sounds familiar, he's a, he's been an actor. Oh, yeah. If you remember. Oh, he's been in tons of Prison stuff. Prison Break, yeah. mainly, was probably right. his most famous role. Yeah. But now he's trying to uh, make the make the transition over to writer. And you're right, in Stoker, very promising. Right, and he wrote that one by himself. He wrote this one with the director, Caruso, and it's just as bland and flat. I mean, just not a single surprise in the entire thing. And you know what's also interesting? It's rated R, Entirely because of like three f bombs, right? There's there's very little blood there, and that the the biggest problem with the film, on top of everything else, there are really no scares at so all. So you wonder why they you think they would try to get a PG thirteen? You would think so because the the f bombs are needless. Needless, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a waste of time and talent. So you might say the disappointments room is a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> And the other one that is in limited release uh, this week is a really well-acted movie that also has some problems, and it's called Complete Unknown. And uh, it's led at the top of the cast by Rachel Wise and Michael Shannon. So right there. Can't go wrong there. You are doing really well to get those two. Yeah, and Rachel Wise is Alice. Or is she? If that is her real name. At least that's her name this time. She's a woman who is basically addicted to being a blank slate. She goes somewhere for a while. She assumes an identity, a name, a job. And then she moves on, wipes it clean, and becomes somebody else. And one day, birthday boy Tom, who's happily married, and Tom is Michael Shannon, he's having a small birthday get-together at his house, and one of his friends brings along a friend to the party, and that is Alice, who ghosted Tom about 15 years ago, and she has found a way. She had been following him a little bit and wanted to reconnect and found a way, to uh, finagled a way to get invited to this party. And the premise is really really well set up. It's by uh, co-written and directed by a guy named Joshua Marston, who did Maria Full of Grace. It's a great one. A few years ago. Very good. And this one is set up very well. There's a lot of tension. You really, you're curious about this woman. What's going on? What's her real identity? What's the connection? And, and the 
it, it just peaks too early uh, because at first when Tom sees her at the party, you can tell he's a little shaken by the sight of her, but she kind of plays it off in front of everybody, just pretends to just have met him. And then finally when they get alone and he confronts her about things, that's, that's sort of the peak and it's way too early in the movie because after that they end up kind of going off by themselves and, and walking through town and the movie meanders as much as as the two characters do it it really feels like a stage play brought to the screen something that maybe roman polanski could have done as he's done a few with a few films now brought you know very intimate yeah, plays right. To the screen, but they have bite and they have mm-hmm. real insight. And this one wants to. It wants to make points about intimacy. Uh, it wants to make points about identity, I should say, and 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 losing your identity and isolation and and uh, things like that, and maybe becoming different types of people depending on your situation or depending on who the people you're with. But it never can quite get there. Uh, there's really nothing overtly wrong with it it's tremendously watchable the performances are great Mm -hmm. it looks good it's well set up it just doesn't really have after that early peak it just doesn't really have a lot to say Hmm. you you wind up with a kind of a okay kind of a reaction to the whole thing and that's pretty much i would say how the movie is it's definitely you want to see some some fine craftsmanship and good acting uh that's Complete Unknown gives you that, but as far as any sort of a sort of like Disappointment Room, although it's better than sure better than that, but it doesn't really have anything fresh, a fresh viewpoint to say, mm. uh, which is a little bit of a little bit of a letdown because those actors are certainly certainly yes, great. Yes, they are. And uh, so the big recommendation this week is Sully for sure. Not really anything of note coming out this week, new on VOD or in Netflix, but we look forward to a couple of big releases coming next week. Blair Witch. Oh, I man. cannot even tell you. I cannot even tell you how excited I'm about <laughs> that We're movie. a little bit excited. If you haven't heard, there was a movie that was first released through advertising, word of mouth. It was apparently called The Woods, right? And the last... They were showing some trailers and they were, yeah, they were uh, leaking out just some little clips of it. About and a movie called The, the Woods. Woods. And then, oh, it's not really called The Woods. It's called Blair Witch, and it's a sequel to You Know What. So <laughs> we, we are very, very excited. Still, I know the Blair Witch Project, after all these years, has kind of gotten a bad rap with with certain segments of, of horror movie fans, certain segments of moviegoers, but you and I both think it is effective. And there is no movie that scared me more than The Blair Witch Project. And it's Project. hard not to look at it now without the baggage that it's taken oh, on absolutely. over and these years. Oh, absolutely. And found footage is so tired right. anymore, but, but man, it still, wasn't. It wasn't, and it was well done. And I'm not talking about just the viral marketing. That no. was that was genius in its own right. Sure. But the movie itself, I'm still a big fan, and I'm, I'm with you. really looking forward because the early word about Blair Witch is pretty darn good. Oh, the so, trailer looks awesome. Yeah, so we'll have our opinion of that next week. And also the latest Bridget Jones. Right, Bridget Jones's baby. Whose baby is it? Is it Colin Firth he's back or is it Patrick Dempsey? He's back too, so we're going to find out. Uh, that's coming next week, but Sully, the big thumbs up for this week, a big thumbs down for the Disappointments Room, and a kind of a eh, so-so for Complete Unknown. 
Hit us up on Twitter and uh, let us know what you think. If you've seen these films or anything you're looking forward to, if you're a fan of the Blair Witches, we are. We are at Mad Wolf on Twitter. That's M A D D W O L F. Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and the overall website. Check in there anytime at MadWolf.com. Until next week, this is the Screening Room Podcast. She's Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner.